Alright, Gavin Bain back with another episode of Music Hacker. Uh, I'm here with Nick. D. Gregory. I feel like you're almost unconfident by the end of the surname. D. Gregory. It's actually, yeah, it's annoyingly hard to... Is that your artist name as well? Yeah, which is... God, you want to make things complicated. I always thought about changing my name, but then... Like Nick D. And it's whatever. Nikki, Nikki D. <laughs> like, Nick but then I'm not, <laughs> it sounds like an MC's name. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not too sure. <laughs> wow, so what is the, the kind of stuff, because this is a, you're another uh, part of the Myth crew. Yeah. Um, so I only really know Melinda, uh, but she said it's a really good group of people who are yeah. like kind of a little bit more woke to the music biz. Mm. Uh, and you guys talk a lot about strategies and ideas. Um, so I'm kind of like just trying to get to the bottom of where each of you are at. Yeah, so then we can sure. maybe like uh, formulate something or answer anything big or like get to like a kind of the bottom of something yeah. that might be cool. in your head about the music industry. So sure. so where, so you're a musician, so you're a singer-songwriter mm-hmm. or you're a producer or? Yeah, so I, um, I would class myself at the moment more as a working musician. So I am a singer-songwriter. Yep. Um, I write music. I started as a, a classical musician, jazz musician. Wow, okay. It's a good um, place to have a bass in. Yeah, and like I went, uh, I come from Melbourne, Australia. Right. Um, and I would, I prim- primarily was like a guitarist. Um, and then I, then after university studying jazz, I went. Oh, you studied jazz? Yeah, I studied All right, jazz. So you got like a big, you're like a for reals. <laughs> like, Musician. I'm very yeah, trained trained, like pretty pretty heavily yeah. trained. Okay. Yeah. Could be a good and bad thing. Can can be a good and bad <laughs> thing. It does, it definitely like gives perspective into different worlds, I think. I had a violinist in one of the projects we worked on, one of the one of the most phenomenal uh uh, writers and players of an mm. instrument because uh, he'd been playing since he was two or three years old yeah definitely. but so much stuff had to be reformatted in his brain about mm. about stuff you know like yeah sometimes like industry can, stuff or like no just like um, like so fan stuff how to be around fans because he's yeah. from the classical world yep. or um, kind of just understanding uh, certain things in marketing and mm. how you do things in music you know like definitely. very different to being like a big performer you yeah, know, in a kind of uh, in classical world, but but you so you be you're a guitarist and then yeah, so it's, it's I probably come from a similar world trip like back back yeah. in the day. So I, um, and they are different worlds. Yeah, they, yeah, they are like you've got even the jazz world is um, a different world altogether. Yeah, and yeah. like it's kind of like really artistic music. Yeah, um, and obviously it then you when you start talking about more contemporary music, um, singer songwriter industry stuff we're talking about like managers and all yeah, this yeah. stuff um it's just a different different it's different ball game for sure and so and did you come to, did you find melbourne fascinated about the other different places I've, oh, pl- for sure. I've played everywhere but i know specifically what the biz is like and i think biz is kind of like the same everywhere right yeah. but i think i specifically know uh london and the states sure. so so did you come here try to get away from maybe a scene or you didn't mm. like the industry there or mm, I, what was the reason to come here did you already just move here uh, a bit a bit of everything really so I, I after my university I actually studied in Perth for three years right. at a jazz course and then I uh, I did cruise ships so I right, jumped in you. and did that stuff and then I did that for two good years experience. yeah really good experience and, and opened me up to um, what a, what a, like working musician life yeah. is really like like um, Val- super valuable yeah. stuff because like you're not gonna know like you can't really become a good writer until yeah. you've actually seen how people are reacting to even covers and a hundred percent you know what I mean like you yeah. really get a good sense of like what people are kind of vibing to you know especially yeah. the, as the time goes you know if you mm. do a lot of those types of stuff you kind of yeah but so then you went from cover sh- uh, co- well Cruise. you were doing cruise ships yeah. were you doing cover stuff or were you doing original stuff definitely cover stuff yeah. like, it's not a place for not really a place for originals people can request them at, at yeah. some point you get and those dead looks yeah, you start playing your own song after <laughs> playing like a uh, fire, fireworks or whatever the song is Katy yeah. Perry song <laughs> and, and yeah. then you drop like this is one I wrote <laughs> and, <Derek laughs> it's Cameron. like what no 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 unless yours is exactly like hers no yeah and you're it's called Fire it. Stump. No. Fire, fire All right. Stump. <laughs> no, it's a remix. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, so it wasn't really to get away from the industry, but it was. You mm. took this kind of journey then. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a and like I learned to sing, uh, 
on a cruise ship. So yeah. like that was a big learning thing. And then I started being a soloist. And as you said, like playing, learning covers, yeah. um, building repertoire. Um, I think it's really valuable for uh, like learning how to write yeah, in different yeah. like different styles, but especially with pop music and yeah. all that kind of stuff in that bag. You start to learn. Um, everything that people are doing just from experience and right yeah. and how it connects with people and um, yeah. yeah so then I jumped off a cruise ship and I came to London my mum's British right. I have a passport cool so I was like the best Convenient. place very useful very, <laughs> very useful um, yeah and um, and basically was fortunate to jump off a ship come here and um, I, sent, I found work yeah. pretty uh, quickly yeah. and just started gigging straight away and so did you get any um because I know there's a the, the bunch of you like y'all have different uh, ex- experiences and different successes mm. in the biz. But like, did you get anything crack off? Like, did anything kind of happen? Mm. Like, what what was your experience of the of the London music in- yeah. industry? Um, my experience so far is when was that by the way that you got, oh, that you landed in London? Ah, uh, nearly three. It would be oh, three okay. three years. Oh, so we're talking about modern day music biz. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Very like yeah. That's very different to even. Even like six, seven years ago, sure. different days. So yeah, we're, okay, we're, we're, that sets us. We're in the the modern realm yeah. of music. We're in the now. Okay, um, it's a, it's an interesting place. I think London's one of those places that you can just live here and potentially never crack any of the um, the smaller bubbles that are inside yeah. the industry. Like, yeah. Um, but what's amazing also is that you can live as a musician pretty easily easily yeah. here yeah, like yeah. work wise and yeah there's um, opportunities you know you could yeah. uh, I mean anywhere in the world you can do uh, you can write for for shows you can do yeah. all that stuff I mean I, I always th- think those those become a question of what type of musician do you want to be do you want to be a working musician or do you want to be like I want to have a pop career or I want to mm. have a career run out there I'm Johnny Big Balls and I'm headlining. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because sure. those are different worlds. Like there's so, there's there's easy careers for if if you want to write and sell songs to people. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a very different career to I want to be someone's marquee act on a big manager, a big management label, and then mm. then I want to get a, a deal. You know, for me, like wow, that's like okay. Now you're talking about like semi delusion unless you (laughs) unless you fall into like one of the three categories yeah then and there's there's three categories that basically if you're outside of them you don't really get you don't really Mm. doesn't really take off it doesn't really happen Mm. Um, we can go into the three categories yeah um so Mm. yeah just to just to clarify that what kind of um what you wanted from your career was it that you wanted either you know kind of tour headline have a record out mm. be doing really well or you wanted to write for others and mm. what, what well, where's the yeah where's what the, was it I mean obviously both are great but yeah. like what's the what was the priority um, I think the priority for me now is going down uh, more of a writing writing route and right. writing uh, I like to write for myself but I also can write to briefs and right. I can write to that kind of stuff yeah. and at the moment, I'm just I'm really pushing my learning about um, my production skills and like building those kind of areas of um, writing. Uh, but also, I'm like more of a live like I'm a live performer, and yeah. that's what I've been doing my whole life. And is uh, essentially my goal now is to flip over from uh, being a working musician that plays covers in yeah. places and that kind of role to being a creative musician that writes for people right, plays right. their own music um, yeah. and I, w- I was wondering if they're the, the, the different categories that you were speaking of before like the three categories yeah so when I talk about the three categories th- those are more about um, if someone wants to make it as like a hit artist or mm. like make it in the biz and, or yeah. get signed you know because yeah. getting signed is such a such a weird thing I mean when you've been signed and you've been through the whole kind of system and you mm. see behind the, the curtains it's kind of like you don't you wish you were never signed yeah it's really not that great Mm. unless you have a wealth of work and you have you own your catalogs and you've got Mm. loads of records and and you actually and you've been doing it for so long that you've got the audience and Mm. they need you you don't need them you know Mm. if you can go to a label and you don't need them then that's when they want you if you need them Mm. then you're going to get fucked 
Yeah. And so what it then comes down to, uh, the only reason they'll come to you mm-hmm. is, and this isn't one of the categories. So like I just said, if you've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers mm-hmm. and you're killing, you're killing the gang online, yeah, you know, and you're just you're you're in, you're 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 doing it, you're showing that you're you're just popping, you know. That's it. You're, you're already just, on you're just your working. You're doing it, you know. Yeah. Putting something up every day. You're doing something. You're 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 killing it on the social medias. You're Facebook marketing or whatever. You yeah. you got it all locked down, right? Um, and there's very specific ways to do that, which we kind of went into with, uh, ah, with Melinda there. Yeah. Um, but that's not one of the categories. Labels will sign you if you are any one of these three things. So you are sex, mm-hmm. as in you're fuckable, mm-hmm. um, you're a hot girl, or yeah. you're a young guy. Mm. Uh, so boy bands, boy girls. Although boy bands, boy girls, how many other left? Yeah. So it's a, that's a dying thing because records don't sell anymore. Kids for sure are the most mm. downloaded. You know, they, they download, yeah. they don't buy at all. So... So really, it's only a, it's only reason that boy bands and girl bands are even relevant in any way is social media. They they mm-hmm. do get bump, you know bumps on social media, but so you're fuckable, um, and then the other one is that you're uh, that you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're just extremely remarkable, as in remark worthy. So yeah. you're um, kind of the Libertines lead singer, you're Carl Barat, or you know you're mm. you're one of those guys, or you're or you're you're just crazy. You're you're yeah. Bjork. You're in. You're, you're something's fucking. Super you know, you're, yeah, yeah. You're pulling some someone's hair off a plane. You know, like you're <laughs> yeah. you're constantly like just a messed up person. Like you're mm. Amy Winehouse. You're, relap- you're relapsing. You're 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 having all these things happen. Then you're dead. Yeah. You know. So sure. that category there, you're crazy. So yeah. you're sexy. You're crazy. Mm. Or you're the purple cow. And so mm. the purple cow is the third category, and that's where you're Ed Sheeran. For sure. So. The, the the purple cow category is normally the category where talented people are mm. really talented. Not saying that the other two aren't. They of course are. Yeah, but they do have like a shtick. They're not signed for their talent. They're yeah. signed because they're semi-talented, and people want to fuck them, and mm. their people want to talk about yeah, them. Yeah, sure. You know, and they those two characters can be mashed together quite well, mm. and to cause chaos. And you normally you'll normally see a good p- uh, press agent mm. or a, a good agent. You know, I say good. You know, I hate them, but like, this is <laughs> if they're good at their job, yeah. you easily see that they'll just put people from those two categories together because mm, it'll yeah, sell. It'll, it'll get really big bumps on social media. Sure. So the third category um, is the purple cows. So, and that's a marketing term. Uh, Seth Golden came up with that, and mm. it's basically like it's the thing that jumps off a shelf at you if you're walking through a, mar- uh, a store mm. and you're looking at toothpaste. Now. If you think toothpaste, you think Colgate, right? Like, mm. or you, or, or Acrofresh, you know, like there's only I really, really know two. Acrofresh. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Colgate. So there's only two, and yeah. they have a very clear branding: red, white, blue, right? Yeah. Now, a purple cow would be if someone made a purple one, or like a mm. big yellowy, flashy one. Now, people probably wouldn't want to use that to clean their teeth, but if mm. it did do the job, the same exact job, yeah, why wouldn't you give it a try? Because it jumps off the. the yeah. You know, so you're the, the purple cows will jump off a shelf at you, mm. and then if it's good, you'll keep using it, and then yeah. they win. So Ed Sheeran, um, he's not good looking. Yeah. Um, he's chubby. Yeah. You know, he doesn't. He, not in a million. He's, he's ginger. Yeah. You know, not in a million years are you saying this guy's going to become a sex symbol. Mm. So, but he's talented. Yeah. And he does his thing. Yeah. And he be, ends up being the purple cow because what has he got? Sympathy, and empathy. Yeah. And those oh, are one of the biggest things in storytelling. Yeah. So he is the hero of his movie. Yeah. You know? yeah and yeah. he just gets over the fact that he's feeling you know, awkward and, and he, you know, and he just does it. Yeah. And his awkwardness and all this and his kind of, yep, you know, like, it, it's his, it makes him. Yeah. And it, it really is the thing that you're going like, oh, uh, have you seen that ugly ginger guy who kind of does these rappy things on, on YouTube? Yeah. Nope, I'm gonna watch that now. <laughs> Hell yeah! Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. purple cow, he sells himself. He's he's just got it. Yeah. You know, so these three categories have it. Now you wouldn't think if you saw him, you wouldn't think he's got it. But mm. if he's got the talent and he figures out that mm. the bad things he's about him yeah. are actually the good things if he uses them. Another one is Susan Boyle. <laughs> yeah. Now Susan Boyle definitely doesn't fall into that first category. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, she she's she's not crazy. Um, she might, she <laughs> no, might, she might look a little Down <laughs> syndrome, but <laughs> um, but she's not she's not crazy. Um, 
but she's just got a hella, hella talent and then she's got this incredible story that, that, that she didn't perform for all these years and then she gets seen in a talent show and she actually doesn't really want fame or anything she's, mm. she's not pretty again she's quite ugly mm. um, but she's got the talent yeah. and then she's got the, the show's there as well I mean take the show out she probably doesn't get into the category because probably no one sees her yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean but then now she, she's got seen she's in the category mm. so and the hard thing for people to understand is that you can get into these categories I mean you can get buff and get into the sex category. Yeah. Um, you can just act crazy and get in number two. Mm. And you can make yourself the purple cow by simply just being vulnerable and showing mm. that the bad things about you are actually your good things if you show people, if you show yeah. the world. So those are those are basically the three categories. And if uh, if a label will not a, a, a approach an artist, mm. if they aren't, if a label approaches a, a person and they have no subscribers, I guarantee you they're hot. Yeah. And they're quite clearly going to sell sex mm-hmm. you know like I'm not saying Dulipa isn't a great singer I think she is a great singer mm-hmm. but who's signing people on just a voice yeah do you know what I mean like she looks gorgeous yeah. she's like a supermodel look you know yeah. she's an easy sell two years three years time will she be around mm-hmm. most likely not unless she becomes another one of the categories yeah but and she's doing she has she a car crash and loses her looks and she, she's she, yeah she's is she produ- she's producing this stuff as well isn't she yeah i mean and that's yeah. again she falls into the you know she's got talent so yeah. she, so that's her way to kind of be around a little longer you yeah know? but if you're just sexy and, and and by the way it's not like a, a sexist thing she can turn around and go i i'm, I'm not fucking anyone from the biz or, or no i'm not in, like i'll i'm not into that type of thing she can yeah. become her so it's not like a bad thing i'm no. just saying that there's a the labels won't go anywhere near it if Dolipa yeah. isn't got like gorgeous as she is, mm. they're not touching her. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And maybe she's just a producer then for yeah. other people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can for become sure. you can become crazy. You can act like nuts and just tweet. Twi- mm. You know, if you do ten crazy things in a month and you're releasing a record at the end and you're tweeting it, you know. And then the purple cow thing is this just you know you know they'll they'll approach purple cows like mm. when but Ed Sheeran yeah. broke. This is another crazy thing that happens mm. to labels that. Um, they're all looking for for one of those three categories. Yeah. But when Ed Sheeran broke, um, they don't jump. They, mm. When Dulipa breaks, they still keep looking for a sexy girl. Mm. When um, Libertines, you know, rock, punk rock bands or anyone in the crazy category, mm. they still all keep looking for the next crazy thing. Sure. But when Ed Sheeran breaks, mm. they don't keep looking for Ed Sheeran because yeah. the purple cow category is one-offs it's a unique yeah yeah for sure. so that's the only problem with the purple cow so that's when people are watching it go like oh i think i'm a purple cow like i got orange hair joey is like yeah. no, no no you can't have someone else's purple cow factor yeah <laughs> you know I mean? would you say that the purple cow factor is one of the things that uh people come knocking once they've established themselves absolutely so like yeah. the ed sheerans of the world who worked his ass off yeah. to get to a certain uh fan base without yeah, they're not they're not seeing Ed Sheeran with a couple of videos up that have got no no big hits and That's coming it. and going. Hey man, like we really like that you're chubby and, and freckly and yeah. and and orange hair. Like saying to us, they're yeah. coming when he's like showing he's a powerhouse and he's not stopping mm. and he's just and people are That's saying it. in their offices they they don't pick like I've said a couple of times to a lot of artists like um, people want want to call labels and they want to call mm. agents and stuff. They, you I know, said, um, yeah never do that <laughs> like they do not take they can't listen it's illegal to listen to anyone's uh, demo unsolicited so you can't unless you have a lawyer and a manager you can't legally send anything to someone it's illegal so unsolicited mm. stuff can't be listened to so you can't cold send or call people in that way mm. a friend or a manager or someone has to get it to the right places um, but uh, yeah I was going to say um, yeah the only way that they are having a look mm. at Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. as if in their office a couple of them are going oh did you, did you see that like cute, um, oh, I feel so sorry for that guy we should sign that motherfucker do you know what I mean because if a few people like if anyone's and I, I, I've had these I've got friends who are in our in our offices and, and, sure. and we talk a lot mm. then, you know so w- when they're looking at someone they'll be like do you want to come to a gig mm. and they would want to get my you know or they'll they'll say because I don't I don't dislike A and R's I think they're also in a troublesome spot you know sure. they've got a hell of a job they're like they're, their job positions constantly under fire they only mm. last six months you know at a time Brutal. so it's a horrible job you know mm. um, but 
they can't move, and it's also super cutthroat. You mm. wouldn't want to be friends with another A and R in the same office. Oh, really? Because you're constantly cutting each other off. You know, you're constantly like going mm. for the same things. Because you know, everyone's searching for that bonus and trying to actually go through the company. No one wants to stay a junior. So, um, so no, but no one's moving on anything unless someone's going. Um, they open their door or they you put the phone down and like anyone here, blah blah blah. You know, they say the name, yeah. and everyone goes, "Oh fuck yeah." You know, or like, oh, did you do this? Or did that person do this? Oh, that person that did this? Yeah. Then you put the name down. Yep. I'm submitting him. And then they got to submit that artist in the A&R meeting. Now, if then that meeting, mm. if that artist comes up on four people's mm. list, that person's going to be the one that gets signed. Uh. So that's, so when people are saying, yeah, I want to call, you know, it's like, <laughs> until you've created a bomb mm. on social media until you've done something until yeah. you've you know created that like hand grenade for sure do not contact them because because when you do contact them and you, if you keep contacting them and, and they just kind of think this person I mean, who the fuck you know it's they, like the old guy that keeps coming to the same open yeah. mic you do yourself real harm in that way if you want to you know go with labels i think the coolest people and this is all from the kind of like touring and being that mm-hmm. you know avenue the coolest people um, and all, all my friends that, that I've got who are A&Rs, mm. they, 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 don't, they want to go to parties and have people who are not A&Rs tell them, like, oh, check this band out the other day. Or, like, they, 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 they don't yeah. want bands who are looking for deals. Yeah. People don't want, you know, like, they want to get artists who are too cool for deals, you know, because <laughs> they're just out there and, and they don't want to. Because if you're looking, if, you're, if I'm not an A&R mm. and I'm looking to sign an artist who and, and this person wants a deal I'm thinking as soon as I give him that deal he's going to sit down and do nothing Yeah, he's not going to go and work the ethic's not there they're not putting out stuff they're not sure. no track record you know yeah. and it's the same with publishing as well for songwriting mm. like if I'm a uh, you know maybe like a you know an MD of a, of a publishing mm. house I've got a couple of friends that just immediately sprung to mind we've had these conversations where it's like all the, all the big ones all the mm. ones who are really killing it like mm. they all know you know, because they are at most of the parties and they are socializing, they are in the circles and they are working. Like mm. they're putting crazy work in. And it's not just one thing. Mm. It's like they will they will socialize and they will go at the, go at the right things. They will get in. I'm not saying that they're sucking up. It's kind of a little mm. bit different for bands and, and performers to songwriters, you know. Yeah. But when a songwriter just... Uh, and I'm ta- when I say parties, I'm not talking about specifically... Um, like record industry parties mm. more like actual parties with other great artists for sure you know finding the right artists yeah. I think a, a songwriter if a songwriter um, knows someone who might fall into the three categories mm. and can write better songs than they can I think contact the songwriter oh, and yeah. and say look I've you know, I, I would, I, I, and I think this is always something that people don't do a lot, and mm. but it's happened so many times and it works it genuinely works mm. if you love someone like Adele right and um you like it's good to have a friend of a friend who knows adele but if you've written like 10 songs mm. that are in adele style and they have something that she hasn't done yet yeah you know this it's kind of like That's the good. mechanics behind songwriting like mm. don't go to, go to like adele with songs that all sound like the same like adele songs <laughs> you know I mean? yeah like but something that might be something she's not tried yet but you might think that would sure. that would kill her her voice would kill on that yeah. then you can go to Adele and it's mm. not illegal for Adele to listen to the song uh, or yeah. Adele's kind of friend you know it's not illegal there or Adele's other producer or Adele's mm. kind of executive producer yeah. you know and those are the people when you find them the kind of it's their job yeah, it's yeah. their job to get songs so, you know? so they've got their ears open yeah, and that's when you, when you start thinking about the industries like that, like when you go to LA or when you go come to London, you know, mm. and, and even like New Zealand and Australia, like yeah. there's key producers and there's key executive yeah. producers. Now the executive producers, I would always think as a so- songwriter, I, I I produce so, mm. and I'm a songwriter, but I produ- production is my game, so oh, beat cool. making is my game. So I don't want to go, and I've done it quite a few times where I've got tracks with a big, like uh, Jaron Bennett. Mm. Or someone like a big big rappers or someone, right? Mm. Um, I'm not going to Jam Bennett and yeah. saying, "Hey, bro, like, you want to jump on this track?" Like, yeah. no. Like, <laughs> I have to I have to go through a contact that knows them, or like someone who's like, "Oh, do you know what I mean?" Like, something will happen where mm. like a contact will happen, or we'll be in the same circle of another rapper, mm. and then 
boom, someone pops up as who's the who executive who British his last record or something. Mm. And and I didn't actually go through this route, but that would be the route you would take. But it would normally when you start talking in those circles, someone jumps out and goes, mm. Your style would work for Jaron. You know, yeah. or your style will work for this guy. Like, why don't you submit me a few of them mm. for you know, yeah, fuck it, I'll throw them throw them his way. Where do you know what I mean? It's so it's much like easier. More of that community yeah, where if someone in, in your it. someone in your crew or someone in your team or someone around you mm. can come up and be like Oh, like this person gave me ten songs, you know, like, and that's sure. the whole thing as well. People are really uh, cautious about. I mean, they don't have to be ten finished songs, obviously. They, yeah. You know, a song is you can hear when a good it's, chord structure is there, yeah. right? So you take like um, just really bare bones of of, of you know, but with a little bit of stuff in it, you know, a little yeah. bit of production value, but taking something like something that they can actually listen through and go. Hmm. Man, I really liked four or five, or like like number six or whatever, you know. Yeah. Then at least, even if they say no to all of them. I want another CD from that person, That's and because it. those ten might have been ten killers for Katy Perry, yeah. or ten killers for someone else, mm. but they just didn't weren't her. And you tried something risky. I would mm. always say if you're a, a songwriter, I think songwriting is about constantly trying risky mm. things, about constantly breaking the structures because yeah. it's all structure based, right? You kind of get it. into the structures. You you know you have a certain amount of seconds. And this is an interesting thing to talk about actually with with someone who's really key in, in songwriting mm. is that those key structures maybe don't really exist that much anymore they're starting yeah, to yeah they're really it's, it's I find it really really interesting nowadays listening yeah. like there's so many tunes that are breaking the conventions yeah and it's amazing to one watch them blow up and then it's interesting if if, if say you have a, a track that's produced and it's one chord progression through the whole track yeah what I'm finding even more interesting is when people take those songs that are like really heavily produced and obviously for three or four minutes you can get away get away with that because you have all these interesting noises all these interesting yeah. sounds layering and all that stuff yeah. what i find really interesting is when people do covers of them and then they'll say i love this rendition of it yeah and that song may not necessarily stand out if you didn't have the production at the beginning yeah. like so i'm thinking it's it's this weird shift where you can watch those kind of like it's just like the opposite way that yeah. songwriting did work traditionally. Especially because production's starting to become like, I mean, it's always been super important, but it's starting to become mm. a kind of fore, forefront thing. Maybe. Definitely. I mean, I, I think it, when uh, someone comes to mind, obviously Pharrell mm. and Neptunes, when they came through and they started doing some of those mm. productions and they started yeah. working with um, Britney and stuff, and they were always like dudes who were just throwing shit up <laughs> and then and knowing That's it was it. shit yeah. and then pitching it to people with, with a style of like yeah but we're breaking the conventions and then everyone wanted to work with them and then they start make so they, they, then they'll make like a pop song with their style key signature um, yeah. sound right but, so they'll make yeah. like slave or whatever but most of the time it's like kind of they're, they're fucking around right mm. they're trying to see but they want to become pop producers yeah. they, they clearly did but they were and it's really strange when you look at Pharrell's stuff like he started off doing breaking the structures right mm, trying yeah. to buck the trends mm. and now he kind of makes to be lucky you know yeah. now he kind of just makes straight up pop I feel like he's kind of been constantly going more mm. and more straight down the line pop when mm. the world's starting to go more and more like yeah. you know hip hop influenced with bizarre sounds super yeah. slowed um, mm. sounds you know deep bass sense yeah. you know whereas he he's kind of going the opposite way like becoming mm. more and more and more and more pop I mean it's sure. definitely cool because he's got a, a big name but I would say that he, like I think it's good to look at his career from the start and mm. see what he got right and as soon as some people get really big they just stop looking at what they're doing because they're, they're, they're in the machine for sure which tells you as well yeah. with the last Eminem record it's so mm. so popular compared to what he was all about you know the originals yeah, yeah, yeah and it's uh, and you can see like once they get past a certain year or a certain cr mm. career um, how many records sold they all, you can't look at their music anymore as in yeah. for inspiration anymore you know it becomes I wonder if it just becomes a different beast I wonder what pressures are on oh huge yeah. like because obviously like Eminem was a recovery was that the one was that yeah. the one most recent one I don't know oh this this new one yeah uh, what's the new one recovery called? it was Oh God, I can't remember the name of it. But it's got like Ed Sheeran yeah, on it. It's, it's got, got all. It's got a lot it's of. It's mostly features. It's yeah. just. It's crazy. But it's. It's like. There's one or two songs which are kind of signature dark, and mm. whereas like there used to be way more, and and it's very pop. It's very structured. It's like, 
his shortest amount of verse space that he's ever used. You know, oh, he's really? like yeah. quickly getting to the choruses. It's yeah. like, but you're 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 a rapper. Yeah, that's you got to do what we want to hear you do. You know, and mm. so that's that's a, an interesting thing. But I, I think that's definitely um, a key thing to watch is the kind of for people who are trying to um, uh, make it as songwriters and mm. um, you know producers. I think it's amazing if you're a songwriter mm. that if you're not a big a good producer yeah. that you hook up with a producer like very quickly. I think nowadays it's really important, yeah. and yeah. and I think that's a in the past probably six months to a year has become a big realization for me as a songwriter yeah. who traditionally is like um, played real instruments yeah. in a room with a bass player, a drummer, yeah. um, and then learning being like, okay, well that's really great, but if you can't record your stuff well and yeah. and people aren't I feel like you need to show people you really need to spoon feed them what yeah. you want them to hear otherwise they're not gonna like if if you or I listen to a track and we're like this has potential this is yeah, great yeah, yeah. but if you potentially show someone else then they're like I don't understand there's no there's yeah. no like heavy beat yeah. like these sound a bit funny but Absolutely. you're like no, no no don't like see past that it's yeah. kind of I think we're getting to a place where we actually need to show a really good demo yeah as well i mean it's exactly I'm, as a producer when i i don't even start writing the song lyrics or writing a hook for someone or, or mm. my my own records like i i i have to have the catchiness there yeah for, like first four seconds i've got to be like oh that sound or, <laughs> yeah you know it's got to be something that you brings know? you in yeah i mean essentially music is is it's got a lot to do with marketing and if mm. you don't I mean you have to be looking for these cool sounds and looking for these riffs as a guitarist and a songwriter Definitely. and motifs in your writing because it's fun yeah because it's yeah. that's the whole thing it shouldn't be a case of like oh man what you guys talk about marketing you know, it's like <laughs> no that is the game you know like you're yeah. looking to make something that people are going to connect with you know and then something that you can either write something really powerful over or mm. something really catchy that's you it. know so um so I, I definitely think that's the key. But where are you, so where are you at then in terms of um, where you're at with your career? Like, what's mm. your what's your steps? Are you thinking about what what's your next steps? Or what was is there anything that you were thinking about where you could go next? For like, sure. I well, so what's I your plan? Uh, the plan, the plan. Well, um, so I released an EP early in 2016. Was that your first EP? Yeah, my first yep. EP. Like, I got a mate that <laughs> I came to London was like, do I know anyone that knows anyone that yeah. produces? Um, and he's a he was a bass player. We made this record. It was it was cool. Um, but it's like, it's when those things happen that you have huge learning curves. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. I just released it. I didn't have self release. Yeah. I just yeah. And like, but not even not even when I say self release, it's like I just put it on the internet. Oh, did you do it soft? So like, yeah. yeah. So soft, just like, as in, just go no release date. No re- work towards yeah. Your so I was yeah. just like, okay, the end. I think that was a big learning curve with industry stuff because then you're like, oh, maybe I should have got PR onto this. And then yeah. the big learning curve is that people aren't interested like two weeks after that you release something. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you need to get beyond yeah. that stuff. Anyway, yeah. Um, and yeah, and something that I've been really thinking about is um, I do, uh, so nowadays I'm like gearing towards things like sync and I yep. want to like start writing. I'm wondering, actually, this would be a good interest, uh, a good question for you. Is like, do you think that it is about creating real quality? Like, I know, like, marketing is important, mm-hmm. but I'm always con- uh, conflicted between going, okay, if I make music that is really good, yep. will that just end up speaking for itself? And will, and I know that there's obviously there has to be marketing and there has to be stuff. Yeah. Um, because that's, I think it's naive to think that yeah, yeah. the music will. Yeah. But at the same time, um, getting the, the industry's attention or sync deals, like if you, I'm thinking sync because it's, uh, you can write for a brief. Yeah. And then you're getting, as well as cash and uh, the other source of income stuff, yeah. you're then getting um, the exposure that that song in that ad or... Yeah. Placement. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd be careful about the term exposure off a of sync. Mm. Um, I think the monetary value is the is the main reason for syncs. For sure. Um, unless it's a an app like the Apple ads used to be like the the Apple ad would play and it almost had the name at the bottom sometimes. Yeah. So, um, 
or you could Google. You know, I think it's not, it's a it's a couple steps from exposure. Mm, you know, definitely. it's like you okay. might have something in a big advert, but then I also think there's a problem with being the person who has something in an advert. Huh, you know, there's yeah. a cred thing, yeah. um, or or there's a kind of like that's not going to relate. Then uh, if that record came, out, I mean, mm. you'd have to be like, there's a way to do it for sure. Yeah. But I think the first question there is, you know, does quality matter? And and I would say anything, anything I say about market and stuff, that's considering that the quality is already a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like there's there's no conversation unless mm. it's like literally incredible. Yeah. If it's not like like got something about it. For like sure. people will moan about um, a big record that comes out or I don't get that or, or if it may be a pop record and, you know, yeah. but most of the time there'd be something, a reason, mm. right? And sometimes the reason is that it's 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 that bad it's good you know some people can like we say about like neptunes mm. once you master music you can figure out how to fuck with people you can make something that's kind of bad but it's, but it's good yeah. do you know what i mean you can do something that's deliberately like i think the best producer or best writer can underwrite yeah because they find ways to underwrite they don't have to mm. it's like when you get like a, a heavy metal guitarist and he, and mm. he goes in and he tries to join a band like foo fighters Right, yeah. I mean, you see, sometimes things like that happen where musicians jump across, and um, it doesn't work because mm. it's fine in the spaces and songs have to speak. And, and, yeah. and actually, when you get join a project, a big project, you, you have to let the song breathe, and it's not about you going crazy with riffs and, That's and it, like yeah. solos. You know, like it's uh, the perspective you know? is wrong. Yeah, for that. and so you have to master the, the concepts and the theory of music, mm. um, kind of first. Because then, then you understand where you're at uh, on your, you know, kind of getting good. I always say that you should always think that you're not good. Yeah. I think you should always consider, I always consider that I'm shit. And it's only mm. when someone says, oh my God, I heard blah, blah, blah on that record you produced or something. Mm. Or, or I heard this, like, oh my God, why, you know, and, and then you mm. see the kind of like reaction from people. Their reaction is the only thing that kind of fills you with confidence and say that you know. Yeah. So I quietly know that, yeah, yeah okay, I, I've got it down. That's I've it. got 16, 17 year mm. career. Okay, I'm doing some things right, you mm. know. Um, but I would always go, yeah, but tomorrow's another day and something mm. new ch- changes. Mm. And if I'm sitting down and, I'm, and I don't get like bang, bang, like, like something magical, if I'm not looking for the magical thing, mm. for the thing to get people going, oh, that thing that, oh God, you know. That's what you've got. It's always got to be. And even if it's just a really cool motif, if it's just a really nice opening lyric, like sure. these things are all, I'm like a perfectionist when it comes to these things. And I, I like breaking down songs. And I think someone like Sia is someone really good. Mm. If you look at um, something like Chandelier, mm. like that thing is, that song is so important for mm-hmm. songwriting if you just look at what the beat does at the, the start of it mm-hmm. and then bang she's in straight away and she's mm-hmm. got like it's the sound everything just kind of works to it. it's kind of perfect mm-hmm. it's like right on where it has to be now like it's also quite dangerous you know like the, the attempt of what what's happening in the first few seconds there if you know what's actually happening mm-hmm. they're, they're trying something really interesting yeah. and then they're trying something crazy in the chorus and it's constantly like the song c- like keeps challenging you mm. in such a beautiful way it's still a pop song but it's challenging yeah. it's really challenging try sing harmonies to that like yeah. okay like she's the shit you know like so you so that's where I think people have to be very realistic about where they're at you know yeah, definitely. and I think the winners are the ones who are going even when they're getting good and, they, mm. and you know you know how things you know, especially if you've been in front mm. of people and you're singing and oh, you, you yeah. can feel what's you know, right and what's yeah. bad you know um, but even when you're there to kind of go mm, you know mm. I'm still wanting to find that thing that's you it know? Yeah, it's, it is really interesting uh, I, so I also run an open mic night yep. and so I see every every week I see people perform and the, this kind of open mic night that I run it um doesn't have the sit-down audience right. that that are there to hear new music. It's like a normal bar environment. So right. um, I'm used to playing in front of like a bar most Friday, Saturday nights, yeah. and like I understand what tunes get a rise. I understand yeah, yeah. what choruses are going to hit. I know what I should end with, what yeah. I should start with, blah blah blah. Um, I bet I do find it really interesting uh, people's perceptions going into something, like an audience's perception of someone does really infer whether they consider this person good oh, yeah. or not. Oh, and yeah. I always find it really Huge. bizarre. Yeah. Like, 
where I'll be like, this person is doing really fantastic on stage, um, but then they're not getting the, the audience they're doesn't not give a shit. Yeah. yeah, like well, and that's these are two of the biggest points. So saying about quality, mm. you know, and then you getting better, and what uh, the thing that happens when you get better, um, you you still should think I need to get I need to get better you know? oh, yeah, but you always. gain the confidence and the confidence yeah. is the key thing especially so I would say before anyone does I wouldn't say before anyone does a record or anything like, but I would mm. say while people are doing it like drop records release anything you know yeah. grow let, let an audience yeah. know there's, a, there's, there's value in having a lot of stuff in the marketplace yeah. you know even if you soft release the whole bunch of shit you know yeah. I think it's obviously good if you're actually YouTubing and showing people as you're going great mm. that's perfect um but the journey of getting confident mm. is such a beautiful one. And I think people aren't sharing that enough. You know, showing that you had a bad gig. Like, I've done so many gigs. In 2012, I think I did like 450 in a year. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it was about doing the quantity, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to die. Obviously, we're, yeah. we're not going to have every gig is going to, you know, we're doing five gigs a day at some point. Yeah. You know, your, your voice is, is screwed. Like, uh, you're, you're constantly, you know, yeah. hitting these levels, drunk most of the time. You're not going to hit pitches, right? You know, That's and, it. You know, so, it's but... Not, it's not a perfectly unblemished performance. But if you're confident because yeah. you've, you're doing that many shows and you've done this many shows before... And you, and then you, you can control a crowd. Yeah, you can get it. them to understand that this isn't about the song being tight. We're mm. having fun now, so everyone get up, you know, and like you can control the crowd. I'd rather watch. I was, we were at a show the other night, myself and Jamie, and um, there was this girl singing, and she had a great voice. Mm. She had, genuinely, when I walked in, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, and I'm standing there, and I'm thinking like, I might card her, I might give mm. her my card, you know, like. Yeah lame but I, I might because, because I heard like wow you know she's got like something I'd mm. love, I'd, I could sample that voice I could work yeah. with that voice you know as a production head I'm thinking you know like oh, I could definitely. do something with that voice you know always looking for stuff like that mm. um, and then it got to the first kind of break we walked in halfway through her yep. plane and then she spoke to the crowd and I was like, Jamie, let's go get a beer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I she was like, kill thank you. Oh. I was like, it's the worst. what's that? You know, and, and it's like, yeah, fair enough. She's a young musician. She's got a great voice. But See you wouldn't, you, yeah. you know, you can't work with that. Like they have to, you know, being a musician who's on stage, and this is why it's different mm. from a songwriter. Who, you know, if you're trying to be a songwriter, that's cool. Like yeah. it's still super hard. And it's still like you got to do a lot of stuff. You got to build up your game and your confidence to even mm. uh, approach and you know, mm. not be a dick selling shit to really good artists. You have to know, uh, you know, that your stuff is good. But to be someone on stage, you have to have the ability to control a crowd. Yeah. Crowd management, crowd it's reading, huge. and and not care too much about the performance. It's that whole thing. Same yeah. with the producers. Like, you get so good that you can be bad. You play so long on stage that you can play bad that's and it. have a great gig. And still do a great show. Yeah. yeah. I would say that, like, that's where uh, the cover gigs and all of that, um, that experience of performing, like, three to five times a week yeah. has, I would say, is really important for people to get that experience. Oh, yeah. Like, it's hard because... If you're doing covers, you're not focus. You you potentially not focusing enough on the original stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, something that I genuinely see is that stuff that you're talking about, where people go on the stage and they perform their original material, which might be amazing. But then if they have nothing, they yeah. have no way of guiding the crowd. Yeah. Um, this, falls flat. It falls flat. It's really yeah. upsetting because, uh, like, every musician wants people to just see see their inner yeah, yeah. inner light. Yeah. And it like while that's fantastic, it's just not it's not honest. Like I know yeah. people that are terrible musicians but amazing performers, and it doesn't make. Bruno Mars said something that because he came to London and he did the the cover scene. Mm. You know, before oh, he went, I didn't know before he went back and got signed. Yeah, mm. he was doing like Michael Jackson covers and just rock yeah. covers. Nirvana, there's videos of him on YouTube doing like Nirvana. And Same as Nao. Yeah. yeah, Nao was just wedding scene, yeah. Like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, those are tough. Sometimes they're they're tough because yeah. you really you're, you're hired to make them. You know, in a small environment, it's not a big 
thing yeah. you know it's hard to get yourself up and, and a great musician is someone who's like fuck that hard to get I'm, I love it you know like, yeah. and you all, you genuinely I think it was Bruno Mars that said that he learned how to be uh, you know a, a real because he'd come mm. from like a really trained and like singing in all these different groups and stuff mm. but it was like when you throw yourself in the deep end like that you're not going to get that experience no. too often you know to throw yourself in and be like look I'm going to eat shit for quite a while here yeah you know definitely. and I, I think now if, if young people are coming up like oh god I, I think there's so many cool ways to do it now like I would I would be going and doing the cover scene yeah. and filming every single gig mm, you know yeah. and like getting the bigger and better gigs and just film the progression of becoming and then at the end of maybe doing like 150 or whatever mm, yeah. then drop one of your own songs like it would go, do well yeah. because you've just built an epic following because you're doing that mm. all the time also all the people who are seeing you the cover things you could be getting yeah. them on your mailing list sure. you know it's, it's a really there's a lot of you know um, yeah. work it, there that could be done especially if if I was a young singer coming up now and uh, I was going to do I was like yeah you know, I'm going to go and do I'm going to busk and I'm going to go and do the cover stuff mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just going to go and perform because I love doing yeah. it I would I would almost make a duo act mm. you be the singer but get a camera mm. person on board someone to film it all oh, I, see, I think yeah. most bands that come up now if you're if the bands are starting a, a band I think they should start whoever they got four, if they got four yeah you're five you get a videographer mm. I think there should be a <laughs> fifth met you yeah. should always have that extra member mm. because now the marketplaces are yeah. online and even if you're you don't want to be a performer like that that could be, especially if you're just mm. um writing songs or you're remixing mm. people's songs and you're YouTube and DTube and uh, these places are super powerful platforms. Yeah, you and if you focused on them, they could. I think they're like the key strategies. And mm. then, um, you know, like I think if you're for the, for the songwriting one, I think mm. the other thing that you should should definitely be doing and loving doing is uh, hanging out with other musicians and and going to the right parties and mm. and. and you know, socializing is the easy yeah. part, right? It should be the fun part, it's, you know? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think that's like miffed in itself is uh, something that... So I'm, I do a lot of solo gigs, like solo cover gigs, yeah. um, solo original gigs and all that kind of stuff. And I found uh, from coming from a background of playing with musicians and like that camaraderie and the community yeah. that you're pushing each other and helping each other out. Um, coming here and being a soloist, yeah. um, primarily because it's the best cash. Um, yeah. It's kind of like the I I reached out because I met Carrie Ann, um, and at a gig once, and then we bumped into each other at a workshop somewhere, yeah. and then Daisy was there as well, and then yeah. she was like, "Come along and hang out." And I was like, "It's yeah. nice, like yeah, it'd be you really guys nice go to go out to and, and go to events and stuff and and and, and grow it." Yeah, for you know, sure. It's a, it's. I think it's that's the kind of key. But what? So where are you? Where? Are you, what's your next step then? So you mm. did that EP. So yeah. are you thinking about recording again? Or yeah, definitely. I've just been in the studio. I was in the studio last uh, two weeks ago on right. Monday. So I've got like kind of another EP. I think at the moment though, like we're saying, I really want to build. One thing that I struggle with is branding because. Uh, I you got a super complicated surname. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's like no one can spell Change anything. Change surname. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, branding, like, who am I? Like, I don't, no one likes being labeled, but it's harder to uh, live in a label where you're really addicted to every genre and yeah. you like to write for multiple things. That's cool. Like, I mean, look at 21 Pilots. Like, they seem oh, to, like, boss. they seem to not give a fuck about structure yeah. or, or, uh, or genre. And, I, I was I was doing what they what they do now. Mm. I was doing that like in two thousand one, two thousand two, mm. and I was constantly getting people like engineers. And then when we started, obviously getting yeah. you know at a major label, people going like, "No, you can't do that. Yeah, like, you what can't are you change doing? the song there. Like you can't, you know. Like, and now you see kids like this come through and being like, "Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like look. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, you know the like, kids out there are listening to everything. Like, yeah. so I think um, have like. The worst case scenario, I think, for me, as someone who likes such variety, like you just said mm. there, like liking so many different genres, yeah, is that hard. an EP comes out. Now, you want to hear a signature sound, mm. but that's in confidence as well, because the person's voice should be, kind of be their signature, as well as maybe some motifs and their style of writing. They mm. will have their signatures, but I'd prefer if the songs weren't the same genre. I prefer mid, sure. mid, like genre jumping mid song. Yeah, <laughs> I oh no, like I, I love that. I love, I think it's, uh, it's yeah it's great it's just so funny because i think that the advice that you get like 
uh, all of us um, in MIFT. Songwriting coaches would, would, would shit on that idea. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and even industry people what like the that. Fuck are, they know? Like, I'm just like, oh, it's so frustrating when you get so many industry advice, and it's yeah. always like, it's always really constricting. It's always like, oh, you don't fit this. If you're not fitting this, yeah. you're you're doing something wrong. And it's like, yeah. but all the people that I love didn't fit into yeah. these things. No one who it's ever like, came through and like really broke the world fitted or gave a fuck about fitting the whole point of the thing yeah. broke was that it didn't fit you know you, you want to stand out if everyone's going this way you go that way yeah. like you have to stand out it's the easiest way to stand out especially with social mm. media now mm. you know like I think mixing things I think people are clogged onto that but I think with the thing of like uh, what the industry says like from my experience because of what I was doing was mm. kind of undercover and I was conning the industry and I was doing something very specific but I was able to fuck around and see mm. you know you get like these A&Rs and, and um, rec execs they, at parties especially and in bars and we socialize with them they're always you will get a lot of people who are, are serious mu- musicologists you know a lot of people yeah. are but um, you can always tell like the geek guy in the, the A&R department yeah. but most of them are not most of them are just people who have a job in an office they're working an office job and the amount of times like, someone would come up to me and be like oh um uh, oh, I could hear some riffs in your music. Are you a fan of like uh, metal and stuff like that? But, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, uh, I'm, yeah. Well, I'm I'm big, big metal fan. I'm big metal fan. And then I'd be like, I'll pick out like an, an oh album. I'd be like, oh, cool. So you like that? Um, you like that Jagged Edge uh, Metallica record? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Though that was like, that was yeah. that was their best. That was one. That was one of their best. Like, yeah. oh no, shit, no. Metallica didn't have a record <laughs> called Jagged Edge. Just to expose them. You know, oh just, god. Yeah. And the amount of times yeah. that I would do that, I'd just pick a, I'd pick someone else's name or an act, and I'd put it mm. with a band and say like, oh, did you hear that record? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. And it's that's, like, it's like you know, you can just expose them straight away. It's really painful, and then yeah. they're the conversations that you have on that, like I'm having on the regular. With yeah. it's like those conversations where. You're just talking to people that are like, oh, I, so when's when's your idol audition? When are you going yeah. on the X Factors? When are you? It's like when t- are you gonna suck a dick? Yeah, when? Are you- That's when. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you really want, if you like, a lot of people come up to me and are like, I love, oh man, you do, I love what you're doing. Like, I love. I'm just this. gonna go and jump on a show that's had yeah. falling ratings by the millions every year for the last six oh, years. Shoot. Sure, yeah. that's. Sound advice. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, like, you're really helping me in my career. How about you just, like, buy a CD or yeah. follow, like, like, it's really funny. You just, yeah, wish those people... The, the first time, the... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what, what number are we on there, Jamie? 52 minutes. Oh, good. Uh, the, the first time I, I ever... Uh, I was in a studio and uh, an A&R was coming in. No, we got, we got signed because we were, you know, we were doing this deliberately, mm. but we were really, really shocking. Mm. Um, really hardcore shocking. And they signed us, and then it's, and immediately what wasn't didn't want to put the record out because it was too shocking. Like you just yeah. signed that because it was the purple coat, because it was standout, and it was crazy, yeah. and we were kind of sexy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, super. <laughs> <laughs> but um, immediately they were like, "All right, cool. We got to change some of these records, make it go friendly, uh-huh. radio friendly, mm. you know." And then we were in the studio, and uh, one of the A and R's would be like, "Oh, what's that thing there?" And I'm sitting at the desk, and uh, she's like, "What? What's that thing there? The mm. um, uh, that it's the." The, the um, it's, there it is and there it is and I was like the snare <laughs> fantastic like, yeah fantastic. what if you what, what, just turn that down a bit and then I mm. go to turn it down and I turn it up yeah. and she's like so much better so much and that better. point right there was That's when I it. stopped ever listening to anything from anyone in the industry it's, especially yeah. when you go to like these seminars mm. or you go to like uh, Bylarm or Media Bylarm is actually quite good but there's loads of seminars and, and or um the one in Brighton, mm. um, yeah, all these all these seminars where they get a whole bunch of people, and it's like a business, right? Yeah. They draw all these people to this event to get industry people to talk about mm. what they need to do, right? And I, I've spoken at, at them, mm. and what I like to do if I ever speak at them is I always ask the crowd, like, are you guys sick of hearing bullshit? Like, cause you've been <laughs> bullshit the whole day. That's, like, yeah. it's crazy what people say. Like, oh, you should do this, and you should make make a little demo and get like all the. It's like yeah. the books I used to. I, I read a couple of books before I came out to London because I wanted a little bit of insight, and there what really wasn't that much of an internet back then. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> just the, dating the, the fuck out myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the start, things they were saying are still kind of what people say now, and it's, which is crazy because the industry is so different. But they would say things like make a demo. And, or like make a breast mm. kit make an APK or do this do that you know and it's just like 
man, like, what like, the fuck? Why are you wasting people's time saying this? Exactly. Like, you know that it's illegal to send, to cold send demos. Mm. Why is there a space on any record company's website that says submit demo? Mm. They know it's illegal. I say I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that they're cold calling. Uh, Not cold calling, but cold, if you like, to, sending, to send an, they can't open it. Most record Why? companies have like a, a demo Why? bin. Like I, I remember being in um, one of the uh, offices. I think it was uh, Polydor actually, and mm. um, and we were about to tell them to go fuck themselves. But uh, they had this massive bin, and they had a big basketball thing, and that's what they would do. They'd be like, oh, like spend their time throwing some kids' mm. dreams around, <laughs> you know. And for me, it's like fuck these people, man. Yeah. This is horrible. Like someone read a book or went online and, and took a course or studied at uni and. And they got told to spend this time making these, these demos to press kits rather than going out. Mm. And then they know that they're never going to touch anyone there. They're going to go. They're going to send some people, like a junior or a street mm. team member, to gigs to get the word. Or they're going to yeah. wait and, now. Especially, they're going to wait until someone's popping on social media. Then they're going to go mm. for it. You know. So it's like if you know that now, it's like just build your shit yourself. That's. And, and yeah. when they come the first time, tell them to fuck off. When they come the second time, tell them to fuck off. Very different. Now that's for the record business because record business mm. is dead. Mm. Publishing still got some. It's, publishing's still sure. there. It's still it's a, still very dirty, but mm. there's a few better people in it. Yeah. And I think if you are a singer songwriter and you do build your repertoire up, repertoire is everything, right? Yeah. You know, if you have a catalog of thirty songs, obviously, if you're mm. going with ten songs, like I wrote this song for blah blah blah, you know, like yeah. get the fuck out of here. Even if you're a lawyer, you're not going to get the management or the lawyer or anyone until mm. you have a repertoire. That's of you know, if you've got 100 songs 100 songs would be good but you want them to be maybe 10 songs for Sia or 10 Sia doesn't need any songs but <laughs> 10 songs for this artist yeah. 10 songs for this artist or a CD that's like songs that can be translated into that's this it. or songs for this you know what I mean like if you're a singer songwriter or you're or just someone who's writing mm. for syncs or whatever then that's all you should really do and yeah. and while you're kind of getting a little bits of the cash coming in while you're doing the other stuff mm. you kind of like starts to add up and you get over that first crux mm. but I think I wouldn't ignore the, the YouTube game I wouldn't ignore DTube and YouTube for, for getting your, your stuff out um, mm. for even pitching that you have 10 songs yeah you know if you're singing so if you're the camera and, you've, and, you're, and you, you're displaying the songs regularly mm. and you go look I've got this batch of 10 songs these are for this singer this singer and this singer so if you fall into that category, hit me up, you know, and, yeah. and then you and then who, because who knows who might you, you could sell them, yeah. you know, you could do one-off licenses. Mm. I think that's a, a really good way to make yeah. some money, and then that might be groups or, or artists. There might be someone in that pile who who just is mm. the next thing, you know. So that that's a way to do it, but also while you're doing that, I think building up the contacts yeah be- becoming more friendly and knowledgeable and and, and knowing who the who the execs are or who the the cool producers are and i say execs yeah. i don't mean rec exec i mean exec producer yeah you know finding them i think that's like and then mm-hmm. you got your bases covered and i think like then it's a matter of time yeah. you're getting better like you're doing everything you can like that's you're making it. money you're out developing as an artist on stage as well never stop yeah. that game you know yeah i think the live uh all the roads back all the roads lead to live of course there's yeah. a, there's a i think you don't yeah. know how a song is really like or how a song translates from a singer songwriter perspective until mm. you've played it until or, yeah. or until you get like a vibe of like i wouldn't record a, a record until i've played a whole bunch of it live yeah like to know what's sticking or what's mm. like clunking or what's not you know like people write these sometimes they write records and um then they have to uh change the change the key because yeah, live because like it. oh i gotta sing this lower because like i know this part's coming up i'm not gonna have the breath it's like don't write anything you know <laughs> verses you know I mean? chorus come straight together when yeah you're like, it's like don't write a song and then, and then even if you're silent to someone yeah. that needs then you to explain like not live you might have to change the no you can't change any at that point yeah it has to be sung exactly the way you know mm. what I mean? so there's all these things where it's like um there's some complications and there's some specific things that need to be worked on like for young singing songwriters coming up but for sure what if if a lot of the time as well it's a case of like if you're doing those things like you're most likely gonna would you at the right place would you say that like you were saying like when i said i've been here for three years you're like wow the game has changed from five six years ago Yeah, yeah and all that old advice that we're getting that's constantly out there yeah um would you what would you say is like the most current up-to-date thing on like 
demos is it like because youtube is 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 great obviously it's good to have it set the market yeah, yeah. it's it, but that's it's crazy because that is like there's so many people on youtube now as well yeah so, so you got you got you got manage expectation yeah like i think um i think if you're consistent you'll beat the algorithm the algorithm will work for you mm. if you're putting up um one thing like so if i'm someone who's uh looking and i'm, and I'm wanting to find uh singer songwriters yeah you know because there's you know, there's a lot of people out there. I, I do that. You know, I, lo- mm. I actually like the singer-songwriter. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of female singer-songwriters, mm, like yeah. quirky ones, you know, like yeah. Regina Spectors and uh, people yeah. like that. So I, I love finding that. Mm. Um, and they give me a load of ideas. I don't, doesn't, not, not sell the music I make, mm. but I like getting ideas from that because no, sure. where, why would I? Yeah. You know? So, um, so I'm constantly looking for that. Mm. But if I, uh, if I go to find someone mm. on YouTube and I see they've got one video and I, and I kind of like this video. I'm not subscribing, and I'm not really going to give my mental time to them. And mm. if if I go to their channel and they don't have much else there, I'm yeah. probably not going back because I think immediately I think they don't, they're not hardworking enough, or mm. they, you know, just the young kids' mind as well. Like you have to, in some way, kind of understand that the kid, what the kids are thinking like. And like I just, I think if you've got like a number of videos and you're and like you're ending your videos with like cool see you in two days or three days or you know th- they know that there's something coming or you've got like you know freestyle fridays or like um or fun thursday or you know if you've got like something where it's going to drop yeah. and you know that it's coming you know so if i if a kid if, I, if a kid finds your stuff and you've got you're on part of 60 or day 60 or you know whatever 60 number 60 you're on a journey you know they, they're gonna go oh shit i've got 60 to go crash course you know and go like ca- catch up on it all you sure. know it's like it's like that whole netflix generation so mm. i'd say for me now that's the most important uh thing now is is i'd say the most important piece of advice i've heard in the last few years is be vulnerable and it's mm. okay to be vulnerable is be okay with being bad and having flaws in your game we always have we're always going to have you're great if you if you recognize them you're ignorant and you're not a phenomenal artist if you ignore them you know yeah. so those are the things that i think when i hear that i'm like yeah yeah fuck, I still, yeah i can still get better i want to get better you know yeah. there's so much like i haven't pr- figured out this yet you yeah know? yeah and so yeah like those are the things but as in from tactical uh, strategy and uh, advice i'd say for sure uh, YouTube is the power mm. Uh, mm. play for a while. Mm. It's most likely going to change very soon. I think platforms are coming out. We don't want that's you, an amazingly act, like. It's close. like it's like the record industry <laughs> trying to shut us down. It's like <laughs> bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Guy in a suit. What do you think of SoundCloud then? Um, I think SoundCloud's alright. I, I wouldn't. I don't use it. Um, mm. I mean, again, good mm. if consistency yeah if you're going to use it for here and there nah mm. you know i don't like platforms where you give away the rates of a song uh, yeah. over uh, and i'm very cautious of them there i don't like streaming platforms really okay. at all i think right now i think mm. it can be done fair enough but not, right now it's not and i yeah. think soundcloud are problematic for me business-wise mm. structure-wise how the the rates um you know I, I don't know if the algorithm is strong enough compared to something like youtube but mm. soundcloud could could make i could I, I could feel confident in turning soundcloud into something special mm. if you know there's certain things have had to change before i'd start to use that but again if i was using it it, it would just be consistency for sure you know i i would it, it would be super if, if you could uh, upload on youtube and soundcloud in the same day yeah and go for two months and see what the, mm. what the beats are, you yeah. know, see what the hits are and see what, what numbers you're getting. Um, I think that's a positive thing. When you're uploading music to YouTube, are you attaching videos to these things? Like as a producer, you're Absolutely. probably obviously not like, are you creating a video of yourself like tapping pads or are you creating like just a backdrop or are you creating like an interesting thing I think you to have to have video. Well? I think you have to be seen. I think you have to, um, I think you, like, podcast like this mm. would lose so much if it couldn't see our faces mm. you know like uh, i think that's what, where it's at right now i just don't think people when 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 you say that i think people get stuck because it's very it sounds like a lot to do yeah. but don't edit we're not going to edit this like just don't edit just shoot and get up you know we might mm. do a couple of things but like yeah get it up and get it out and go you know and and don't be afraid to to 
you know, not be fully there yet. Especially if you start something and you have like you're doing a fifty day run. Like we're gonna do fifty days. Yeah. And you maybe start the video and it's like count and you count backwards. Forty nine to go. Forty eight oh, to go. A good idea, yeah. Things like that. Because you basically want people to work towards an end with you. Mm, you're the sure. hero in a movie and at the end you're either gonna win or lose, you know, like that's yeah. really the, the the key thing. And I, I my advice that I give to everyone that is that I think is is that to realize that you are the, 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 the protagonist yeah. in your own movie like sure. you might be stuck you might be full of fear but how does every movie end the protagonist faces the fear faces the giant mm. faces the monster and they don't maybe come out like with millions but they come out starting a new story when mm. now they're in charge and I think if you did like 50 and you, and you, you kind of realize something by the end of it maybe by, maybe even taking comments from people and saying like what do you think I should do next like I think the person mm. who comes that's really scary right oh yeah, well yeah because YouTube is full of haters and shit talkers but I think when you make it easy for them mm. they go away you know when you're yeah. like saying hey I know a lot of people out there are just you know you're going to say it, whatever but I, the cool people like you who's watching like tell me what you think like what do you think I should you know mm. what do you think I should sing next you know yeah. what do you think you know? the engagement yeah. That's that's a way I think that is is really cool. Mm. We should continue this. We'll end this one yeah. here, but we should yeah. talk again more. This was, that was really sure. cool. It was a pleasure. Catch us, uh, music hacker. What's your uh, online or your uh, Nick D Gregorio? Uh, N I C K D I G R E G O R I O. Yeah. All right, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Nick will see you later. Peace. Yeah. yeah.